and welcome back to Jake's World, episode 6 of Jake's World, once again presented to you by absolutely nobody. That bit's not going to die, by the way, until I get a sponsor, so when you guys hook me up or I'll keep grinding, whatever, doesn't matter, that bit will not die until this show is presented by someone or something. I'm your host, Jake Sawinski, once again, episode 6 of Jake's World. Presented to you by absolutely nobody. Today is April 30th, 2020, and I finally see the sunshine again. Life is good, one day at a time, right? So, let's get into today's show. What I like to normally do is, like I think I mentioned this on a show before, I like to go by the rule of three, right? Try to have three talking points on each show this show I might only have one or two I had three but I got caught in the wormhole this afternoon while finishing up some prep for the show I'll explain Tuesday afternoon or evening whenever the Department of Defense released officially videos taken by United States Navy pilots of what they called unexplained aerial phenomena UFO videos now these videos aren't new it's not like this happened you know last week and they're finally deciding to release it to the public these two video I think there are three videos total two of them were leaked a few years ago or 2004, 2005 with one or two of them, and then another one was more recently. I believe I saw 2015. I should probably fact check all these things I'm saying, you know, so I'm right, but I don't think you're going to follow up on it enough, so I don't really care. I'm speculating. It doesn't matter. Moral of the story is they were released prior to Tuesday's news, but the Department of Defense, you know, the Pentagon, the power it be, the United States military said that yes we are releasing these we are not we do not know what they are we're not saying it's a UFO it's we can't explain it and yes we have had a division in the Pentagon that actually investigates these unexplainable instances in the air my first thought was oh god here we go Of course, I saw this on Twitter. I mean, Twitter seems to be like everyone's first glimpse of news unless you actually sit down and watch the news. I mean, I'm a stonk guy, so I watch business news a lot. They don't talk about UFOs on the business news. They don't talk about it on CNBC every morning or every evening. So Twitter is kind of my news source. I don't sit down and watch cable news because it sucks. But first thing I saw was some tweet. Oh, it's 2020 and things so crazy that, like, governments say aliens are real and no one cares. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pump the brakes. No one said aliens were real. That's not what the Department of Defense said. Now, is this a blanket statement they made, you know, that doesn't really give you an answer a candid response yeah but do they really know a lot of people are into the 
government conspiracy theories about, you know, the government covering up alien existence and all their technology and us working on them. I mean, is it outside the realm of possibility? No. Do I believe that there could be something out there? Yeah. Am I saying there is or that I actually do believe it? No. But I've learned something in the last few months of my life. Never say never because you never know where you're going to be. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Who's going to anything. You could put yourself in any context. You can't say never because you don't know what's going to happen. Anything is possible. I've never been to outer space. I haven't been to Mars. I've seen plenty of outer space movies. There's aliens in those. I've seen that Arnold movie, Total Recall. Girl had three boobs and they were on Mars and they had an alien civilization up there along with humans. Am I saying that's impossible to happen? No. It's not on Mars yet, according to our sources. But, I don't know. I could have, my plan for the show was to kind of leave it at that. But then I started reading. Started reading about Area 51 and the Cold War. And something that really fascinated me. And I'll get to it. First of all, I want to go back to September of 2019. Now I'm going from the top of my head here. And I don't exactly remember how this whole craze happened. But... I mean, unless you lived under a rock, of course. The whole plan was for September of 2019 to raid Area 51. I think this started in over the summer. Like, oh, a bunch of people were like, you know, getting on board with let's all go to Area 51 in the middle of the Nevada desert or New Mexico desert. It's in the Mojave Desert somewhere in southwest United States. Let's just walk right in. What are they going to do? Stop us all? <laughs> I remember hearing this like from a bunch of different places and all the podcasts I listened to and scrolling through uh, social media, Twitter, Instagram. It was like the craze of late June, early July. And some people were like, yeah, you know, it starts all the conspiracy theories. Yeah, they got aliens hiding in there and... That's where they keep them all. It's like, people are like, can I take an alien home? You see jokes like all over the place. And September comes around and like nothing happened. It's kind of disappointing because I'd really like to see a bunch of idiots, you know, walk toward Area 51 and just vanish. No one's ever getting in there. I mean... Security clearance, your basic security clearance isn't going to get you on, like, from the gate or the fence or the property line, whatever there is out there, I don't know, to the facility. You, like, you won't take one step over that. You, you got to be a tip top, you got tip top, way up there. Elite government badass to get into Area 51. Now, I stated earlier that fucking Park Street, shut up. I hate all that car horns on Park Street. It's really annoying. Anyways, I am not... I alluded to this earlier 
I am not saying that alien existence isn't real. There's a possibility. But maybe there's a little sect of Area 51 where they do all this st shit. Like, I don't believe so. Because I have a brain that works. That's not constantly, you know, floating with... Cannabis isn't floating in there all the time. And I don't believe the government is hiding, you know, every inconceivable thing from us. Because they can. I don't think we've contacted aliens yet. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't really care. But the way I see it, Area 51 is a classified military testing ground. Right? Our military prowess, the firepower that the United States can wield, mobilize in seconds, seemingly. You know, hours, hours. Hours, realistically. What we can do to mobilize military force anywhere in the world is mind-boggling because of a place like that. We have stealth bombers that you, you just, they're undetectable by radar. We, launch, we test missiles and all kinds of nuclear, our nuclear arsenal there, all kinds of technology for the Department of Defense and the United States military. It's all tested there. It's in the middle of nowhere. And you can run these tests without, you know, disturbing the rest of the population for the most part. What the fuck makes you think there's aliens there? That was just a little bit of a side rant for, you know, that whole instance of last summer. But that's kind of where I feel like this craze really picked up, you know, for people our age. I'm 23, our age, my age people. But, I don't know. I don't think it's true. But the moral of this story is... My wormhole got me thinking a little bit. Alright? Seriously, when I intended on talking about aliens, I don't want to be like the History Channel guy who's like, Aliens! I didn't want to be that guy. But, I think I have to, just for now. Gotta go down this road. I prompted, like, UFO stories. Because, like I said, the art of storytelling is something very important. And, these stories are fucking bonkers, right? Now, I Google searched, like, UFO stories. And, one of the first article or one of the first results I got was a wiki page, Wikipedia page, that just said list of UFO sightings, occurrences, like claims from people. I click it. I mean, and it's so detailed. Like, if you look at the page, it's got... There was one, like, some pharaoh of Egypt claimed some paranormal sighting, like, 1500 B.C., and there were a handful in the Roman Republic and the Roman Empire. And then from late antiquity, okay, fall of Rome to like the 16th, 17th century, there was nothing. Nothing through antiquity, through Middle Ages, late Middle Ages, nothing. 
Probably because they were worried about, you know, finding food and not catching the plague. Um, then they start to pick up. 18th, 19th century. We become a little more literate and we write things down more fre- frequently. We have news and, and radio and things like that. And these instances are becoming more prevalent. Then the Cold War starts after World War II. 1945 through 1991 is the Cold War. And cases, instances, sightings, personal accounts skyrocket. Now, a normal person would just be like, okay, look at how technology is moving, right? You have an arms race between two global superpowers, the United States and the Soviet Union. Spy games are going on. We're trying to find out what the other government is doing. We're doing that to them, they're doing it to us. The Soviet Union had superior, you know, spy operations. KGB, GRU, now, that's wasn't that at the time, but they're they were masters at the spy craft thing, whereas we had different areas of expertise. Our nuclear arsenal was always ahead of theirs. Their rocket propulsion system was very good. Things like that. Technology went totally different directions. The thing is, now I understand why some conspiracy people think that our government could feasibly hide this from us because our government has done some very fucked up shit. I'm not denying that. I just feel like this whole alien conspiracy is just too big to be true. It's like a it's like a person being a flat earther to me. Like are you are you thick? Like how do you think that the earth could possibly be flat? Like the pope had a globe on his desk in the year 600. Like yeah, Columbus discovered that the earth wasn't flat. But like you'd have to be a medieval peasant to think that the earth was actually flat. I mean, whatever. Neither neither here nor there. But but I think that despite all the bad things that our government has done and you know doing testing under our noses the Russian government too I mean the Soviets did a lot of human testing really bad stuff but despite all of those things happening I feel like technological advances could be attributed to that the Soviet Union had a fantastic space program in the 1950s they were already launching things to space who knows what they look like? I mean, most of this stuff is classified. Maybe not so much anymore, but why release some of those things? What if it is pertinent information? Do we really know the whole truth? But you could take the flip side of the argument too. So I'm just trying to... I'm almost playing devil's advocate with this, but it's just something to really think about. And I stumbled across a really, really, really fascinating story that I'm going to tell. Now, this article I read on Wikipedia 
gave a lot of different occurrences, right? Now, it's not like the first episode of South Park where aliens come down and they're killing cows and they give Cartman an anal pro. It's nothing like weird like that. Every story, it seems like these aliens or extraterrestrial beings are never harmful. It's almost like they're trying to learn our culture, learn us, learn about our existence. It's it's puzzling that, you know, a lot of time in the movies, it seems like the alien, in, like War of the Worlds, classic example, alien invaders come down and try to enslave us and take us over and rule Earth. But at District 9, like aliens are living with us they're quarantined and then the mothership comes down and we have to you know kill the aliens it's wait a minute i think i just confused district nine yeah i'm not looking it up whatever um it's just weird that every instance that i looked on this article i looked at on this article said that the people involved were never injured. They only saw things. Now, the first alien abduction story is the one I'm going to share. You're going to have to bear with me. It's a long story, and I'll talk about it and tie it in as I go. This is a story of Barney and Betty Hill, a New Hampshire couple who lived. This story takes place in the 1960s. And I first heard the story on the Ross Boland podcast about two years ago, three years ago, two years ago. I've heard it before, but I mean, it's been a long time, you know, like since I recalled the details or saw anything about it. So I'm going to go through it pretty briefly and break it down. Now, like I mentioned earlier, this is the first story or first claim of alien abduction in the United States in 1961. Barney and Betty Hill were a New Hampshire couple, right? Now, these two went on vacation. Canada, Niagara Falls, they're from New Hampshire, so they were in Canada for vacation. And they're driving back, September 1961, it's late at night, and they're driving down the road, the highway, and Barney's driving, Betty's in the passenger seat. She looks up in the sky, and she sees a bright point of light. That's what the article said. Big light in the sky. And she's like, Barney, look at that. At first, she was pretty dismissive of anything. She didn't really think it was anything peculiar. She said it looked like a shooting star. Except it wasn't going across the sky or down. It was going up. And aside from that, it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger as they were driving down the highway. Shooting stars are really quick, right? They just go. You see them real quick, you make a wish, and they're gone. This light kept getting bigger, and it seemed like it was coming closer and closer. So they keep driving down the road, and Barney decides he's going to pull over, which they do. They're tourists, right? They're coming home from vacation. They have binoculars. 
So Betty gets the binoculars and she looks at it, at the light. And she claims to have seen a flying saucer shaped thing out across by the moon, looking at the moon. It's got flashing lights and it's moving across the surface of the moon in the binoculars. Barney's like, give me that thing. He takes the binoculars and he looks at it. He sees what he thinks to be is a commercial airliner. Wait a minute. That's not a commercial airliner. It's coming right for me. It's not a plane. It's a... I don't know. Then Barney and Betty are like, fuck this shit. We're going home. And that's exactly what they do. They pack, they put the binoculars away. They're like, I'm on. we're out of here. Not getting abducted by whatever that thing is. And they go, they go down the road. Didn't say if they were going home, just away. Just, they left the scene. Wikipedia says Franconia Notch, somewhere in Upper Appalachia, some mountainous stretch of road. I, like I said, I don't know if it's relevant or not. Continue. Now, if this were me, and I'm driving down the interstate, and there's a fucking flying saucer coming my way, I'm not driving slower to look at it like they are. I'm like, pedal to metal, I'm out of here, I don't care if aliens are out there, I don't want them to get me, I don't want to find out if they're real or not, but no, Barney and Betty are like, let's observe this thing, what are you doing, get out of there, don't drive faster, they didn't drive faster, they want to look at this thing, so they're going up Friconia Notch, looking at a flying saucer approaching them, okay, time out, I need 30, first of all, I know it's 10.30 at night and you're in rural New Hampshire, but there is no one else on the road. Not one person. I mean, 1960s or not, I feel like somebody's bound to be out there. Whatever. Continue. Okay. Now, they're driving still. This object is coming closer to them. Until... It gets close enough where Barney has to slam on the brakes. He stops the car in the middle of the highway, and of course, he's packing heat. He lives in New Hampshire. Who knows what kind of animals will get to you out there, you know, in the 1960s where you're the one of 15 inhabitants in the state. But he grabs his gun, and he gets out of his car. Now, the, the object, the UFO, is hovering about 100 feet off the ground, right? And he has his binoculars, too. He looks at the crafting. In the binoculars, he sees what he claims 8 to 11 humanoid figures looking at him. And then, all of a sudden, all but one move. And, like, there's a message in his head that says, Stay where you are. Don't move. And keep looking at me. Now, this is where I'm like, oh, God, this is the end. I'm out. I'm like, I'm a goner. First of all, there's aliens, and they're telepathic. They use telepathy. They can talk to you through their mind. No, 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 no. This is where I'm going to get zapped, and then I'm in a different dimension, black holes, all that weird stuff, and I'm gone. Like, my entire existence is erased. But he doesn't. He listens. Barney fucking listens. 
The craft gets closer and closer and closer, and he decides that these things definitely are not humans. Well, no fucking shit. You already said they don't look like humans. They're not coming to you in an airplane. It's a you don't know what it is. And he's talking to you without moving his lips. That's fucking weird, Barney. And here's where it gets really weird. Now he decides, okay, we gotta go. I'm out. He gets back to the car and they speed off. And Barney's like, Betty, look at the, where is it? As they're speeding down the road. And she looks up and she describes a weird beeping series of noises. And then they both kind of, they don't remember much after this, really spotty. The next thing they remember is waking up. Not like, I shouldn't say waking up because, I mean, they don't really know what happened entirely but they're 35 miles in a different direction from where they were that's when their memory is 100% again the last thing they remember is needing to make a sudden turn then they encountered a roadblock on the road they were on and then a fiery orb on the road you know behind the roadblock Now, that story of just the occurrence, I feel like, can be easily fabricated. And you hear certain things like this often. I mean, some people claim they see ghosts all the time. I mean, what's any different? You know? And when it comes to, like, gaining notoriety and fame from, you know, telling your story, you just lie. I mean, who's going to corroborate it? They're the only ones there. It's interesting that, like, they can remember a lot of these details so well. But, I mean, like I said, if you practice a story like that, you can just lie about it. But that's the that's only the encounter. The more fascinating part to me is what comes after. The first part is, like, the science-y things that happen. Like, they get home, and their watches, both of their watches, don't work anymore. Like, the batteries didn't die. They just don't work anymore. I don't even know if watches back then were powered by batteries. I'm not really sure how they worked. I'm assuming they were batteries. They stopped working. Wouldn't turn anymore. The binoculars Barney had were torn. The strap on it was. And the dress shoes he was wearing were super scuffed. I mean, that's really explainable. I mean, you were fucking around with binoculars while some unidentified object was coming at you. And you claimed they caught you. Or anything else could have happened. You were outside of your car with your dress shoes, in the instance of that. Tripped and fell, and you don't remember. I don't know. I mean, those two things are explainable. The watch is a little strange, but, I mean, with Barney's stuff, that's one thing, right? Speak, Jake, you fucking idiot. The watches are one thing. His stuff is another thing. Now, they said they remembered everything really well once they reported the story to the authorities until those buzzing and beeping sound happened. Now, that reminds me of Men in Black, you know, with the big penner thing. Pew, pew, and then, they're out. Do aliens have that? Oh. Betty's dress was ripped and had a strange pink pigment or pink powder on them. And she, or on it, And she hung it up on the clothesline and 
I think it didn't say time. The powder blew away. And she's like, well, I mean, the dress is still ripped anyways. So I'm just going to toss it. And she tosses it. And um, she's like, maybe I should keep it. I mean, who knows? We can get this thing tested. And we can work. Maybe someone can look at it and see what is actually going on. So she snatched it back. And it never, they, they, she said they tested it a ton over the years, but. I mean, nothing really happened. Now, there were shiny concentric circles, according to the article, on the car's trunk that wasn't there when, I mean, before this whole thing happened. And this is spooky to me. They grabbed a compass, right? The compass reads magnetic north. That's how you get lost. Boy Scout orienteering. That's been around forever. When they got it close to the spots on the trunk, the needle and the compass would just start spinning really fast. But when they backed it up, it returned to normal. Same thing with the watches, too. Like, is there some weird magnetic energy thing going on? Who knows, man? Now... I'm not going to go into everything that happened with, they reported this to the United States Air Force and the NICAP. That's the National Investigation Committee on Aerial Phenomena. Now, when they reported it, the thing that seemed so peculiar to me was like the guy who interviewed them or heard their side of the story, like didn't discount it. He believed them. Don't you find that a little strange? Like, it should. He believes it. And, I mean, I guess Betty and Barney Hill had no reason to lie about it. Stories added up. I don't know. Now, this didn't end here. It's not just like they reported the story and, oh, we'll look into it. And here, now we're here. After, 10 days after, Betty started to have these strange dreams. And it's not like, you know, they're just goofy. Like, uh, you're running in slow motion from, I don't know, the bicycle gang down the street. Or you went to kindergarten without any pants on. It's not like those vivid dreams you remember. It was like lucid, strange. Like, she so detailed like it seemed like she was awake in the dream right now I'm not gonna read each one each you know journal log that she had but the details of her dream all involve small human like figures five feet to five foot four in height so they're short their military garb you know, the cadet hat down, military uniform. And every time she tried to talk to Barney, it seemed like he wasn't there. He was in a trance. Sleepwalking was the word she used to describe it. And in another dream, she was examined by the leader of this craft, the examiner, she called him. And he looked just like the other alien 
humanoid, we say alien, but humanoid figure in the first dreams. And it seemed innocent. They split him up to test him. And they were doing it to just test differences between humans and whatever was on that spacecraft. This is strange too. At the end of this dream, the leader like catches Betty with a book. This book has a bunch of strange symbols on the front of it. And he's like, you take it home and you read that. They're about to leave when a f- disagreement breaks out about <clears throat> the book and Betty taking that book. Now, she wanted to just go, but the other creatures, people, whatever, you aliens I'll call them, insisted that we don't want you to remember any of this. Hmm, I wonder why. She's like, I'm going to remember it one day. Mark my words. And then that's when they remember where they were on the drive. You know, 35 minutes, 35 miles, excuse me, farther down the road than they were before this whole thing happened. And then, I mean, after this, the dream stopped 10 days after, by the way. She had this phase of dreams and that was it. She's never had them since. Now, after, you know, reporting the story the first time, it's been reported time and time again, you know, they've been kind of in and out of the news and, you know, telling their story to medical professionals and military professionals. I think Barney went under hypnosis to try to recall these memories because he said that at one point of trying to corroborate or, you know, tell the story again, he seemed to like have a mental block like there were some details of the story that he wanted to subconsciously forget because they were stressful or traumatic and they couldn't get any farther with it but it seemed like they didn't want to do this for any kind of fame i don't know after the conclusion of barney's hypnosis sessions uh, the doctor concluded that this was a fantasy inspired by Betty's dreams, you know, her vivid and lucid dreams played a role in this in these dreams becoming a reality. They of course disagreed and I think Barney wrote a couple of articles, got them published, things like that corroborating their story and trying to prove that they weren't crazy and this actually did happen. Take it for what you will. That's the first story of alien abduction. Barney and Betty Hill. It's a Wikipedia page if you do want to read it for yourself and dive into the details of what happened and the aftermath of the encounter. It's out there for you if you want to read it. Up to you. And you're probably thinking, Jake, how high are you? Why did you talk about aliens for 35 plus minutes? 34 minutes? Whatever. I don't know, man, because it sounded cool, and it's Jake's world, and I talk about what I want. I don't know. The moral of the story is you can think what you want about, you know, the existence of extraterrestrial life. The events Tuesday don't confirm or deny it. It's just, you know, regurgitated bullshit from our government saying, yeah, we have those. 
We don't want you to think they're UFOs, but here they are. You can decide for yourselves. We know they're there. We're not hiding anything from you, even though we definitely are. You know, maybe not pertinent to aliens, but we're hiding things from you. And you're onto us, but we don't care. Who knows what's possible? Anything could be possible. They could be out there. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Well, I hope that story was entertaining for you. This is episode 6 of Jake's World. Episode 7 will be coming on Monday afternoon. We will be covering The Last Dance. Episodes 5 and 6. They're releasing both of them. It'll be 5 and 6, if not just 5. That's coming on Monday. And let's get this thing growing. Once again, I want to keep doing this. I want to keep you know, growing an audience and being able to talk on a platform like this. So rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, whatever. Just and listen to listen. Um, I totally forgot to throw this on Spotify as well. So I basically alienated, you know, 50% of potential market share. I mean, I'll try to get on Spotify for people who don't have an iPhone, I'll look into that, see if I can get everything caught up to that, put on Spotify. Apple Podcasts is where it's at, though, right now. It's a superior platform for podcasts and for listening to them. I'll look into Spotify, but I mean, guys, get an iPhone, please. Green bubbles suck, you ruin group text, stupid. Get an iPhone, peasant. Rate, review, subscribe. Love feedback, love comments, want that feedback. Let me know, help me out, what can I do better, what should I talk about. I want com- content suggestions too. I don't want to have to tell stories about aliens all the time. I'd love to have something that I can bring to the table and entertain everyone else with. So hit me up, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Jake Swinski 8, J-A-K-E-S-A-W-I-N-S-K-I, Jake Swinski 8. Have a good weekend and stay safe, boys. Hey, mom, there's something in the back room. Hope it's not the creatures from above. You used to read me stories as if my dreams were boring. We all know conspiracies are dumb. I don't